Welcome back to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the site, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, fellow co-founder and co-host. I think I've, I just totally butchered that, and I've done that so many <laughs> times, but y'all get the gist. It's Adam Conradi here uh, with me, and uh, Adam, We what a lovely... Lovely night because it's it, well lovely and again I keep I think I've said this now for three straight episodes bittersweet because again we we're getting we're getting to the end of the end of the high school sports year end of the high school year in general there's a lot of graduation happening St Henry is actually happening uh or just it happened tonight but uh, nonetheless Adam we had the ninth region baseball tournament under our belts you were there for the championship game uh, we're going to talk about all of the games there plus some uh, other programming items for. Uh, basketball a little uh you know just a, a couple of a higher a couple of offers i should say and then we also have a higher at holy cross but adam how are you doing again i mean so it's, it's 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 postseason baseball time it can't get much better than this uh yeah i'm doing great uh, a little bittersweet because this is the end of the season for most teams and the end of the athletic calendar for most high school sports but yeah we coming off a fantastic ninth region tournament uh that we're about to recap going in very excited yep so it's uh, I guess we'll get we'll get things started. We won't uh, spoil the ending, but you know, if you've been paying attention the last couple of years, you do. And uh, maybe I just spoiled it that way. But nonetheless, uh, we'll start with the first game. It was Dixie Heights eight, NCC five. Uh, one of those games where it was going to be, you know, everyone knew it was going to be close, but uh, the Colonels prevailing there, um, and then that followed with just uh, obviously the. I mean, these two teams, the two powerhouses of Northern Kentucky, it was Beachwood versus Ryle, uh, the Tigers edging the Raiders there six to four. Um, that again, that was just it was one of those games where I was like, dang, like these these teams are meeting in the first round of regionals. But Adam, uh, the Tigers outlasting Ryle, uh, Ben Meyer, that game went uh, two of three, had an RBI. Uh, Cameron Boyd had an RBI as well. I mean, they're just. Uh, or he went two for four and had an RBI, excuse me. And, um, or no, Cameron Boy went two for four. It was Sean Souter who had an RBI. Sorry, I'm, I'm misreading whatever I typed for these stats. But um, nonetheless, Beachwood outlasting that one. And again, I mean, that's just, it was just unfortunate for that to be a first round matchup. But it's one of those, mm-hmm. I mean, every every sport, every year, it's it stinks. But there's always one regional matchup that's just, dang, one of those teams I mean, unfortunately, one of those teams is just going to have their season cut short, whether or not it's premature or not. Um, obviously, you got to beat you got to beat everyone to to win the region. But I mean, again, Adam, that was just a a tough draw for both teams, but nonetheless, the Tigers winning that one by two. Yeah, that definitely a tough draw for Ryle there. Uh, they, they showed a lot of fight in that game. It was it was a great game to watch. Um, yeah, Beachwood just has that it factor this year. I, there's just something about it. Uh, they're never out of a game. No matter how much how much time's left in the game, I mean, this Beachwood team just never quit this year. I mean, they've had so many comebacks, uh, starting with that uh, All A Regional uh, comeback against St. Henry. Uh, that was unbelievable, and they've continued that success. I believe they were down six runs going into the seventh, or five runs going into the seventh inning of one game this year, and came back to win by four. So this Beachwood lineup, they just don't quit. I mean, they they don't. They're, they're one of the better put-together re- teams uh, in the entire ninth region. And Kevin Gray can just flat-out coach, and he gets it done, especially come ninth region time. And that's what he's done for the past few years. And that wasn't the only bad uh, 
matchup for uh, a first round matchup. Cuffcath Connor was also a really tough one as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the Cougars defeating the Colonels six to two, uh, the Blue Colonels, I should say. And yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just one of those games where it's like, dang, <laughs> it's it's like you know, it, it's almost like. I mean, I guess it quite literally is this way, but you view it as the, I mean, it is the elite eight and you can see just all these matchups are just like, wow. I mean, we got, we got a lot of close games uh, with that one, but, or with the first mm-hmm. round this year, I should say, but uh, again, Connor winning this one, uh, six to two, uh, a, a pretty a, a good performance all around. Uh, Aiden Lore going two of four, had two RBIs. Cody Henson had an RBI as well. He had two hits. And then, uh, you know, a string of players, the five or six other players, I should say, uh, had a hit as well. So just Cougars getting it done on the uh, offensive side of the ball, um, which is <laughs> that's a weird thing to say for baseball. But I guess it's technically right. Right. I mean, offensive side. Yeah. Of, yeah I don't know. Um, and then the final. T- uh, that, that was a tough way to go out for Cuff Calf. I, I believe they have three errors in one inning where Connor scored the majority of their runs. And uh, that was just a really tough way to go out for a solid Cuff Calf team this year. And this yeah. team is still very young and they're up and coming. So be on the lookout for Cuff Calf for the next few years. Yep. Definitely one of the contenders to actually, I'm going to stop myself because I was just about to spoil exactly who won. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, I agree. Just a, It's a very tough way to go out, but it's also a learning experience for a young team to kind of, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, whether or not it's, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they were not prepared because Cuphath is absolutely prepared in any circumstance, no matter what. And I, there's no doubt about it that um, I, there, there's just, no way that Cuffcath isn't going into that game. Coach Crumplebeck obviously has them ready to go. But when you're that young and all of a sudden the lights are on, and I mean, this was a late game, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's not the fact, not to say that it was too bright, but it was just, it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, it's a, it's a growing experience, growing pains, emphasis on the pain because obviously a postseason loss stinks. But at the end of the day, as you said, they're very young and this, I, I I mean, it's pretty – I think anybody in the region who knows that team, that program, that coach, knows that they're going to be back, and they're going to be back with this as a chip on their shoulder, as a lesson for future seasons to come. And then last but certainly not least, uh, the Highlands Bluebirds, they outlasted St. Henry in extras. Uh, they went to eight innings. At a, we said it last podcast, this St. Henry team – was so close and has been so close all season. You referred to it earlier about the Beachwood victory in the ninth region, all a reach uh, championship, but the St. Henry team had itself in a position to, to win flat, flat out. It had itself in a position to win and it, it crumbled. I mean, the, the Crusaders could not hold on to a four, nothing lead. Um, Adam, remind me what inning was it that Highland started the comeback? And I believe it was uh, fourth. Uh, it was fourth, fourth or fifth. So, something like it was in the toward the middle of the game, and Highlands brought it back to four to three again after St. Henry's up four nothing. And then the next inning, St. Henry had the bases loaded, no outs, and had nothing to show for it. And I think it was at that point where it was it was uh, the alarm bell should have should have started going off, and then. Highlands ultimately tied it in the bottom half of that inning. I believe it was the sixth inning. And yes. then they went to obviously Walked seven. Walked in the tying round as well. Just a brutal – it's just brutal. It's just brutal for them. Brutal for uh, Coach Pass and the Crusaders. But um, And then obviously, ultimately, Highlands getting it done in the bottom of the eighth. 
it's it's i mean it, credit to the bluebirds because every i feel like they were the fate they were favored going into that one if if this podcast was a betting podcast you know the odds probably would have been in uh the bluebirds favor and say just the same thing that beachwood would have been favored to beat them in the all a regional title game and they just couldn't get it done for 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 whatever reason I shouldn't say what for whatever reason, because obviously huge credit to to Highlands for staying in it and obviously overcoming that deficit and then ultimately getting across the finish line. But Adam, it's just a frustrating way to end the season for St. Henry. And I, I feel like it's I feel like it was a, sort of a frustrating season just because of how close they were on multiple mm-hmm. occasions, especially when you know, I know all A isn't technically postseason, but it, it I mean it is the state cha- one of the state championship opportunities that smaller schools can get. And for a school like St. Henry, all A's taken very serious. So to have that happen, to have a collapse like that, and to have, a, a, I guess, to let up a comeback like this in the actual regional, it's, it's, it's painful for the Crusaders, I should say. Yeah, definitely a tough loss. Uh, Highlands was the better team on the night. I mean, you just got to hang your hat to them, but that's an alert. That's alert a big learning experience for all the underclassmen on St. Henry. Uh, Carson Shea threw a great game for them. Drew Flanagan came in and looked good, and they're both juniors, so they'll be back. But, yeah, Highlands looks absolutely fantastic, and I guess we should move on to the next round where Highlands faced off against Connor, and that was mm-hmm. another fantastic game. Very low uh, scoring, but a great game nonetheless. Extremely low scoring, but as you said, a great a great game nonetheless. It's one of those games where you just sit back and watch it kind of I, I I always I call it the art of baseball. Just you see I mean with this low with this low scoring game and it finished 1-0 in favor of Highlands. Uh, Jack Hendricks going all 7 innings, giving up 4 hits, only one walk, 12 Ks. So That's he got it done for to throw a complete game shutout in the yeah, regional tournament. Exactly. Absurd. Especially against a team like Connor as well. Yeah. Uh, Jack Donnellan with the lone RBI for the Bluebirds. It's, and uh, sorry, excuse me. And Jack Hendricks also scoring the lone run, by the way. So just, I mean, Mr. Do it all. You could, it could have just had him out there. Could have had him out there and he would have uh, gotten it done. But um, <laughs> it just, you know, a big win for Highlands, obviously. It's just for Connor, their whole, I mean, the key for them was just having their offense going, and unfortunately, it just didn't didn't come to fruition with them. But Oliver Kearns on the mound for the Cougars went six innings, uh, he only gave up a run, had allowed four hits, th- uh, three walks, seven Ks. Not again. It's just it sucks for the Cougars because it's not like they played poorly. Just the bats going to get going, and unfortunately, Highlands were they were just able to get one across, and that was all that's needed. And I mean, Adam. A tough, a tough loss for the Cougars, but I mean, hats off to Highlands for that win. I mean, that's just such a gutsy, gutsy game to to pull out one zero again. Not even, not even saying that with a smirk either. That's just a gutsy way to win a regional semifinal game. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, a shutout in a regional semifinal game is so impressive. Uh, hats off to Jack Hendricks, but. Jeremy Bione just knows how to win come May in the ninth region tournament. He's done it so many times before. Uh, this is this is what he does. Highlands is always com- always comes ready to play come regional time, and this is just another year where they're showing us why they're one of the best uh, baseball programs in the region. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and then the Highlands obviously advancing to face the winner of Dixie Heights and Beachwood. Beachwood were victorious in that game, four to two. Another, I believe it was another comeback cat or cardiac cat yes. situation, right? Yeah. It was it a it was two to one going into the seventh, I believe. And Beachwood gets it done. I think it was Tyler Feynman being part of that uh, rally, which I know you, I know you like that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Landon Johnson getting two RBIs. Sean Souter, Souter again getting another RBI. Nazario Pangalo getting an RBI. Uh, Tyler Feynman, I believe, was it a triple or he had a? I remember seeing the the hit, the video of the hit, and it was just a very satisfying video. I believe it was Evan Dennison who tweeted it, but oh, was that the uh, sack fly? I don't know if it was a sack fly. It was um, he hit shoot, a deep I, sack fly. Uh, shoot, and then who who was it that it was a deep? I think it was a double or a double that went off the wall. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a triple. Uh, I don't know, but nonetheless. Um, Beachwood again getting it done four to two cardiac cats setting up a date with Highlands in the regional final. Adam, you Winners were there. The last seven regional titles facing off. That's also just a, a crazy I mean, stat. Shout out exactly. Yeah. I, I I mean, just to that's that's what I love about Northern Kentucky baseball is just you get these powerhouses that always have to face off. Um, and I mean it's. It, it's always it, every year, you know, anything can happen. I mean, again, point to last year, NCC beating Con- Connor. Nobody expected that. And, but Adam, you were at the game. Walk us through what what the scene was, how uh, just how the game, obviously, um, I'll, I'll let you handle, you know, revealing who ended up winning. But um, if you couldn't already tell, kind of based off the hints I've dropped throughout this, but um, obviously the regional final, Beachwood Highlands, happened last night at Thomas More Stadium. What was it like? Give us the uh, give us a skinny. Oh uh, yeah, Beachwood got off to a hot start in the first and second inning. Uh, got off to an early, I believe it was four zero lead or four to one after the second inning. Uh, it was a lot of mistakes by Highlands that really got Beachwood their early lead too. It was uh, walks and hit by pitches that really did them in. And then Highlands made a great comeback. Uh, and there was one play at the plate where it was a one-run game and it would have made it – or it was a two-run game at the time and it would have made it a one-run game where it was a – I believe it was a safety squeeze and the throw beat the runner to the plate, but it was a high throw. And in my opinion, he was definitely safe. And I believe Brendan Connolly from the Inquirer had a picture evidence of that as well. So that was, that was a tough call, but Beachwood – played absolutely fantastic from the start of the season to the end. And as we've seen, this is Beachwood's tournament to lose. And that's what I said last week. I, I just can't pick against Beachwood until, until something changes uh, because Beachwood has been that top dog and Beachwood came out victorious as they've done for the past four years, four straight. That's crazy. That is just ridiculous. And Hats off to Cameron Boyd for just an absurd senior year. This kid's leading the state in homers with 12. And he capped it off with an inside-the-park homer, a legit inside-the-park homer at uh, Thomas More Stadium. He, I, I saw somebody had a stop stopwatch on it. It was less than 16 seconds that he made it home from home to uh, back to home around the bases as well. That's 
that's elite speed level right there Are as you well. Serious? Less than 16 seconds yes. to get around the base. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he's one of the best players in the state this year, hitting over 550. I think it's around 571, leading the state with 12 home runs. And you have that kind of speed and that kind of arm in right field. Cameron Boyd is a special player. And mm-hmm. not to mention, they did all of this without Mitchell Berger, who's out for the season. Uh, with a torn ACL, EKU baseball commit. Yep. So yeah, Cameron hats Boyd. off to Kevin Gray and Beachwood. That what a great year. Uh, I will be rooting for him at the state tournament, but mm-hmm. already a massive success for the year. Oh yeah, Cameron Boyd, a Southern Indiana commit, so he'll be playing Division One baseball next year. Beachwood will now take on Apollo. That game will happen June 1st next week at uh, Counterclocks Field. They'll face the winner of Raceland and Lexington Catholic. Counterclocks uh, Field. They'll never be the Yalls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, they, they got they got a, they got some work to do with that. But um, again, they face the winner of Raceland and Lexington Catholic. Uh, just, to, I guess, a quick synopsis on Apollo. They're the Region 3 winners. They went 23-12 and 12 this year. And a quick scan through their schedule. I don't think they've played a team in the ninth region, but I, I it could be wrong, but obviously uh, kind of far apart. So not, not much overlap there per se. But nonetheless, uh, they will play, face Beachwood. So uh, we'll be rooting for the Tigers. But uh, real quick, uh, before, yeah, go Tigers. Uh, before we wrap things up, we do have some basketball notes. Uh, Adam, This we had a little bit of a – it's, we're 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 less than twenty five years old, and we're we're having these <laughs> we're old moments. But uh, Ricardo Johnson hired as the Holy Cross Boys basketball coach. Uh, congratulations to him, the uh, former home state champion, former Ohio Bobcat basketball player, getting his first head coaching gig. Uh, Adam, I mean, it, it, you said it. He was one of the first players, or in that group of players, when we first really started paying attention to high school sports, high school basketball, and. He is uh now he's now he's a head coach at Holy Cross. And it, it, I think the general consensus is that it's a pretty great hire, especially as we were mentioning talking about before this podcast, especially as Holy Cross kind of goes into a massive transition period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the hire. I mean, as you mentioned, we were talking before, uh Ricardo Johnson is one of the first like real players in the ninth region that I really remember watching. Him on that team with Elijah Pittman when they won state with for Holmes. I mean, they were just absolutely insane. He he was a fantastic point guard, and, and Elijah Pittman was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly recommend looking up his highlights if you haven't seen them. But yeah, a great hire from Holy Cross. Uh, as you mentioned, obviously a big transition year for them, losing Jacob Meyer, Javier Ward, and Sam Gibson. I, that's more than a majority of their scoring. So that's going to be tough to recover from, but giving it off to somebody like Ricardo Johnson, that, that is exactly what you want. If you're a Holy Cross fan, I mean, he's, he knows basketball. He knows how to win in the ninth region, knows how to win in the state of Kentucky. And he has connections with college coaches. I believe he had four years of experience as a GA before this uh, as well. I I think he started this GA and maybe got uh became an assistant for a little while, but yeah, he's college coaching experience as well. Obviously played at Ohio university and knows how to win a state title at Rupp arena. So can't ask for a much better hire and from Covington as well. Yeah. 
And we're going to see if uh, a lot of people are saying that this should have this should have been the Holmes hire or the last time Holmes had a uh, head coaching vacancy that this should have been it. But we're going to see. I mean, Covington's definitely got a lot of talent in it, and we're going to see if Holy Cross and Holmes, for that matter, um, I guess since we mentioned them, we'll see if they capitalize. Mm-hmm. And a pair of players in Northern Kentucky just adding to the list of high-profile schools offering them we'll start with newport's tay kenny taylor kenny he got offers from uc and illinois so cincinnati finally 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 showing something or at least acknowledging that the other side of the river exists um outside of cj frederick i guess but so glad that Wes Miller is finally dipping into the 859 with an offer to taylor kenny and then obviously getting an offer from illinois as well um and i mean that's just couple of really great programs to i mean especially that first program i mean at least they've won a national championship i don't think illinois has but nonetheless uh i mean illinois a big 10 program and obviously producing players like io Desumu, kofi coburn recently uh but i mean take any great cats off to him he already has offers from texas a&m and adam i know uh you're you're hoping that he decides to spurn the school across the river and come down to louisville but um oh, yeah. has an offer from the cards so he's 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 getting the love he's getting the love especially from the area schools which i mean it's uh, uh, you know what we're both i'm i'm gonna say something that both of us are gonna hate um which if he's getting a lot of notoriety from schools around here that means there's one school that's going to be hovering in the distance and that's the big bad kentucky wildcats although maybe we save this for another podcast but i've I've seen a lot of reports about how kentucky's offseason has not been kind to them in terms of the transfer portal so yeah we can do an entire podcast (laughs) yeah the whole we've we've we I think both we both came to the agreement that no matter what, Cal, nothing's going to happen to Cal. But I mean, shoot, if the off season isn't good, and then the regular season isn't good, and then all of a sudden next year, the the more people are calling for it, that that however many million dollar buyout that the best athletic director in the country offered, hey, I guess credit to him, right? The least he's there for life. Um, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, when Kentucky comes into play, that changes a lot of things. But uh, for anyone from this from the area, obviously, Kentucky, Louisville are the two big big boys, and then Cincinnati's trying to get there. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but the other player who's getting just huge, huge attention, EJ Walker from Lloyd, offered by Arizona State, Texas A&M, and Rhode Island recently. Uh, we also missed this, and I don't know how, but he got offered by Wisconsin back in March. And I mean, when's the last time we've had a pair of players in Northern Kentucky get this much attention this early? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, a freshman and a sophomore getting this kind of attention. And not to mention Tay Kenny's freshman teammate, James Turner, who already has 10-plus Division One offers. I don't believe he is a Power 5 one yet, but if I had to guess, it, it's going to be coming soon uh, based off of his performances over the past year or so, he is on the rise as well. But I mean, yeah, the, it's a very exciting time being the ninth region. Uh, whenever there's two players like this on two separate teams, that just means a lot more scouts coming to games, and that's good for everybody in Northern Kentucky. And this is massive for the area. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this is stuff that we haven't seen ever, and 
the yeah. fact that it's happening now is just like wow. And I mean, we, I mean, We've seen it in women's basketball, but we haven't really seen it on the men's side. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Should have definitely should have mentioned that because obviously that we we've, we've had some ballers come through the eight five nine, but. One more thing before we go. Good thing we caught this before we uh, wrap things up. We have a couple of football offers, too, and uh, a couple of big ones, obviously. Uh, Number one, Austin Alexander from Cooper. I got offers from Duke and Louisville, which, Adam, I think think Louisville may or may not have been in the area in some capacity because on the same day, Louisville offered Willie Rodriguez, the Cubcat tight end. Uh, So just going to – I mean, I think it sounds like there was some uh, red and black – hovering around the eight, five, nine, but Willie Rodriguez also getting Definitely. an offer from Appalachian state, as well as Cincinnati a little while back as he did UK, Arkansas, uh, Purdue, South Carolina. I mean, Willie Rodriguez, I think a lot of people are buying stock cause they see, they see what happened or they see the player Michael Mayer became, but, um, Adam, I mean, it's just Louisville. I mean, trying to make their or excuse Coach Brom or Brom. Sorry, 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 sacrilegious. Uh, Coach Brom trying to trying to make his presence in the eight five nine. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's uh, picking up where uh, Satterfield didn't uh, do his job and moving in state in Kentucky, <laughs> and that's Brom's specialty. Uh, uh, sorry for that shot right there, but it's a fact. Unfortunately, you can recruit the Carolinas very well, but. When it comes to state of Kentucky, that was not exactly his thing. But yeah. <laughs> UC went from Luke Fickle's state of Cincinnati radius, where anyone within a 300 mile radius was going to go in there or going to get an offer. And now we got Satterfield, which I don't think he's left the state of Florida because everybody he offers is from like Florida, Georgia. Florida, Carolinas. Georgia, Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Which is, hey, the last time we did that was uh, Tommy Tuberville. So I don't or know. Dallas, that might... right? <laughs> he's yeah, a senator. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> I know I know Louisville fans feel very, I'll say indifferent in probably the friendliest way. Uh, you know, Satterfield might not be the worst politician, right? Like, he's, I feel like he'd be a good, good politician, which... Uh, I don't know why I just said that. That's probably a, that's a very negative connotation. So I'm just going to stop in my tracks. So nobody wants to be a politician, but uh, or nobody wants to be called a politician. But I don't know uh, if you can't tell. That's that pro- that little monologue just describes my feelings on Scott Tatterfield. I don't know how to feel about him, which so, sucks. It's oh my gosh. We need to have it. We need to have maybe that's one of our summer episodes. Is just we just go through the the state of the union for the local programs and basketball and football. That'd be fun. Just, yeah. That would be fun. Maybe we'll do that. See what see what they're uh, realistically how they are in the A five nine. Because yeah, I think you're right. I don't. I mean, even Luke Fickle wasn't even that active in the A five nine. I mean, I don't. I don't really remember. I, yeah, ever. I don't know. If I mean, really was. Yeah. I know. De- I mean, Des Ritter is obviously a, a Louisville native yeah i don't yeah i mean it was mostly ohio and even then i i was i said earlier Taylor kinney i mean i was happy that west miller finally jumped over the uh river and offered handed an offer to someone over the 859 but west is also still i mean he's in his third season but he's still kind of he's still new i guess he's in his after i guess just wrapped up a second year but nonetheless adam anything you want to add before we get on out of here uh yeah uh Good luck to Beachwood going to the state tournament. Uh, bring one home for the A59. Yeah, go 
Tigers. Go Tigers. For that, for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. We'll see you next time.